imagine this. You've been kidnapped by a gang. Okay, you've been chucked in the back of a van. Help, help. Oh, <laughs> get me out. And they take you to an abandoned warehouse and they chain you to a chair, put a gun to your head and say, we are not going to let you go unless you answer this one question. If you could suck one person's toe, who <laughs> would it be and why? They have to be a celebrity. <laughs> okay. And they're not going to let you escape unless you give them an answer and you've got to do it. All right. You've got no choice, but you've got to do it. I think it's bold of you, firstly, to assume that anybody that kidnaps me is keeping me in the back of that van for longer than two minutes when I start running my mouth with dead <laughs> chat. Um, but yeah, so it have to be, they have to be a celebrity, or could it be a yeah, friend? No, it has to be a celebrity. <laughs> has to be a celebrity, okay? So, you know, you might have Peter Andre, for example. He might just walk in. Whoa, is he yours? Is that your answer? Whoa, whoa. Not mine, no. <laughs> Mysterious girl. Move your body close. You know, he could come in, like, sing in. You've got to sort of, you know, suck his toe or something like that. But what I'm mm. saying is it's got to be a celebrity and yep. you've got to do it. Otherwise, they're going to have to pull the trigger and that's it. You're done. Would saying Oscar Pistorius be a cop-out? <laughs> because, <laughs> because, firstly, on two fronts, you're not actually sucking a toe. Firstly, well, secondly, actually, I hate feet. I think I've probably said that before. Yeah. I'd be yeah. surprised about that. Worst, worst, body, worst body part, worst body part, bar non feet. Okay. My test for that. Mm -hmm. So sucking his toe, does he have toes? Is it just one big kind of plastic? That's a good point. It might be a mechanical butt. toe or plastic yeah. based, Ooh. maybe. So you're not actually, you're not, it's, it's not going to be sweaty. I well. imagine he keeps his prosthetic leg clean. Secondly, if there's one man I'd want on my side in this situation, it would be him because he's handy with a gun himself. Great with so he'd weapon. probably be able to get me out of that situation as a side. He's clearing his backup, actually. So let's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're thinking tactically about this. He's crashing yeah. through the ceiling. He's fast as well. And he's, handy with a gun. Is. Handy, he's very quick. Handy with a firearm as well. Yeah. Um so would would that would that be an acceptable answer though? Is that a bit of a cop out? I, I think, think that's, that's an acceptable answer. I mean, he's used to being locked up as well, so he'd be able to relate to you. <laughs> he'd be able to go, do you know what? Yeah, I can feel how, how you feel. Just come here and just suck my toe. <laughs> It'd be empathy, wouldn't it? Empathy. And I think once he's on the scene, I'm not spending that long in that chair in chains. So thanks for freeing me, Oscar. In return for that, I'll suck your plastic. But rubber foot? plastic might be metal. Rubber. I don't metal? think it's a rubber. I don't know. I don't... <laughs> rubber be extra springy, though. Saying. That'd be extra springy, I think. <laughs> but yeah, I'm going to go for him. He's a solid choice, I think. And I That's do love, I love a South African accent as well. So. <laughs> That, that always helps, you know. In the That's act. a bonus. Yeah. Um. I mean, if you were genuinely sort of like kidnapped by a gang, what would they hmm. have to show you in order to get you to speak? If you were holding some like top top secret information, what would hmm. they have to show you to get you to speak? Because people talk about being interrogated, that kind of stuff. You know, matchsticks hmm. in the eyes. You know, that kind oh, of. Was that thing. a thing? Yeah. Matchsticks. In the eyes. Yeah. My only experience of uh, torture and interrogation is that mission on GCA five where you're in somebody's place. You know the one. You know the one. Not other one. I always found that the hardest. And I've got two. Yeah, I've got two words for you: nipple clamps. <laughs> always because you have to do it to pass the mission. You have to twist somebody's nipple mm -hmm. with like a pair of pliers or something. And I could never do it. I'm just I'm there and I'm tensed up or whatever. Do you have sensitive so, nipples? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. I, well. And also, it's an erogenous zone, isn't it? I think as any anybody that was friend, well, that's watched Friends would know. There's, I think, there's seven, seven erogenous zones or something. And nipples are definitely one of them. Um, so, not only are you getting your nipples twisted, 
in order for information, you're also getting turned on. And I don't want to be turned on in front of my kidnappers because that's a very weird dynamic. So as soon as the nipple clamps are on show, I'm giving them the nuclear codes. Just a bit of role, guy, from, isn't it? Just a bit of... Get you know, them from Greta. A bit of flirty fun. <laughs> Is that the dynamic you'd want in role play, though? I want to live free. I just think it would be, you know, it's just one of those things. For me, it would probably be like loose women or, you know, homes under the hammer on the TV or something. Do you know what I mean? I don't know what Daytime it is. TV. Daytime TV. Daytime TV. It just reminds me of being ill when I was a kid, I think. That's what it does. I'm just like, oh, God, kill me now. Yeah. The classic lineup, wasn't it? Is Lorraine Kelly in the morning, followed by Jeremy Kyle this morning, loose women. Oh, I don't mind loose women, though. I think they've got... They've got a nice little dynamic on there. They appeal to a certain... Yeah, it depends My on, mum the, loves on it. the topic. On the topic, the, the choose. Sometimes it's a bit sort of out there and a bit weird, like, why are you talking about this? But yeah, yeah. And, and sometimes they're just clearly out of the depth as well. Like some of the topics they talk about, it's like nobody... It's not like they've got an expert on there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, I can relate to that, though, Yeah, out of my depth and conversation. Me talking about nipple clamps, um, having had no experience with them. Haven't you? Um, as anybody that's, anybody that's seen my uh, kink quiz score can relate to <laughs> i don't think there's any anything to do with nipple clamps on there what um, was your score out of interest what the vanilla score oh was uh, it vanilla well you get so you have you ever done it you get ranked on uh, on everything here's nice. the here's some content for next week we'll have you doing that <laughs> you doing that quiz answering um to what extent do you enjoy being used as a human urinal um, oh right okay yeah, that's questions, like, questions like that you get a percentage based on each kind of facet of your sexual life so it's about whether you like being submissive or dominant how vanilla you are, yeah, things like that. How much are you a, a prey and how much are you a predator? Uh, I think we all know the answer. We all know the answer to that, I think. Yeah, you're a um, big predator in, in many ways. Yeah, how much do you enjoy rope play? That big double bed in the background, that we can all see. Yeah. I bet that seems some sights. Wash those Ooh. sheets. You bet you it has, it has. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely one of those things we need to do for next week, actually. I'll uh, I'll see what sort we'll of score that. I get. But you, what score did you get? Did you get a percentage? You get a percentage for each one, yeah. You get the, the big one, though, that everybody focuses on is the vanilla percentage, because it's kind of how how boring is your sex life. Although I would say that being vanilla isn't boring, it's just normal, isn't it? It's not really boring. So, so you, yours is quite high then, yours is what, 90%? <laughs> is that what you're saying? You're trying to get the number out of me, and I'm not. I'm not going to give it. I'm not going to give it. Oh, he's ashamed <laughs> of it. He's ashamed of it. Um, you do. It gives you a percentage for for each one, but it's just it's missionary, does it for some people? That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I think one of the, one of the, that's enough information. I think we've got we've got everything we need from that. One of the best pranks I've ever played on me was uh, one is a couple of years ago uh, in my house, and I think I've spoken about my friend before, who's he's Mormon, so obviously never had sex they can't have sex before marriage or whatever and we were in the me and my friend were in my other friend were in the kitchen cooking and we were just talking well, for some reason we we're talking about mission i don't know why i'm so obsessed with it to be honest. <laughs> but although next week we'll find out i think with the uh with the course but basically he came in the kitchen we we're talking about missionary oh. and he was like oh um you know what's what's missionary what's that mean what's he's that? on a mission what's that so we said oh, oh it's like a it's like a sex <laughs> it's like a sex position and he was like oh, i've never heard of it can you reenact it on the kitchen floor <laughs> so me and my friend reenacted what missionary looked like on the kitchen floor and after we'd done he was like of course i know what missionaries i'm <laughs> i'm celibate but i'm not stupid i was about um, to say that he's having you on i was gonna say yeah. he's having you on we walked straight into it, but we were we were more than happy to demonstrate though, and I think we demonstrated it very well. Plenty of was practice. It, was it two guys or was it a no guy and a girl? Guy and a girl. So guy. nice and heteronormative for the for the homophobes out there. Mm -hmm. Nice and heteronormative. But yeah, he did he did us up like a like an absolute absolute kipper. Do you think you could do that though? No you sex are. before marriage. You are doing Ooh. it, I suppose. Well, that's, that's not without the religious commitment. The nitty gritty. 
<laughs> I don't know. For me, I just think, I don't know why we should put barriers on those kind of things. It seems like an arbitrary barrier. Show love mm. and affection how you want to, guys, you know, and girls, everyone. If that's with a bit of rope play, so yeah, be it. nipple clamps, rope play, chain to a radiator, whatever, whatever you're into, all right? Chain to a radiator. Yeah, someone probably is into that, I don't know. But, you know, Somebody just do whatever other. you want. Express yourselves, guys, come on. Agreed, agreed, 100%. Live free, live yeah, free. Live free, that's the motto of this podcast. Live free, with our t-shirts made. Um, I should say, before we get too far into this uh, podcast, don't forget to hit the like button and subscribe as well. We're trying to hit 250, become part of the 250 fraternity on YouTube. Fraternity. Yeah, we are sort of getting We'll be there. there in no time at this rate as well. We're flying through the... Uh, well, hopefully. ...sub count. Yeah, hopefully we will be with their support. With their support. Exactly. Um, one thing I was going to mention this week, have I ever told you about the time when we had a funeral for a hamster? No, but I've attended a funeral for a hamster myself, which is a weird, this is weird coincidence. Weird. This is fantastic. <laughs> we can relate. This is brilliant. You're involved as well. You're involved. Wait, I'm involved? Yeah, you're involved in a very a very tenuous manner. We'll get to that, oh, yeah. This is an interesting one. I don't know about that. Yeah, it is, um, yeah, yeah. You didn't name after me, did you? Oh, stop it. So basically, yeah, when I was young, we had we had pets, all right? I had some goldfish. I think I had one called Shrek 1, Shrek 2, a few other ones. Shrek 2 is the best. <laughs> Shrek the third. Um, but no, I had, I had a couple of goldfish, and my brother had a hamster called JJ. And uh, it, it died one day, as animals do. You know, do. It's a bit of a nuisance anyway. It kept getting out and, you know, that kind of stuff. I don't know how. It was like something out of prison break. I've got no idea. Yeah, no. It kept getting out. Ridiculous. Our hamster was the same. Our hamster was just always biting the bars of the, the cage and always yeah, just getting out. I don't know out. how. I don't know whether it's like always. digging a tunnel or what. I've no idea. Anyway, always going up the curtains. Anyway, so it died one day, and we go outside... And we have a little funeral for it. Okay, it gets oh. put in a little shoebox and it's lowered into the ground. And as my dad's lowering it into the ground, my brother pulls down his trousers, full moon in the back garden, quarter to three in the afternoon, full moon <laughs> at the funeral. Just like Early that, for bang. the moon to be out. <laughs> it is, it is. But yeah, that, was, uh, that sort of ruined the, the whole sort of feeling of the funeral. It's quite a somber feeling. One, one of the first funerals I've been to. And just to just yeah. have it sort of ruined by you know nudity like that was was disappointing really. Did you enhanced by nudity in any in any in any way? Well, yeah, anybody that knows your brother. To. Did we get a, a reason why he did that? I don't know. I think it was just too difficult to resist. You're a kid, aren't you? It's the sort of thing you do as a kid. Someone bends down. Yeah, let's just lighten the mood a little bit. I think that was what it was. Yeah, let's just lighten the mood by getting my ass out. Is uh, yeah, is a, it's well, a tactic I use all the time. Yeah, pulling my dad's trousers down. But yeah. Uh, just a bit of what he pulled uh, your sorry, he pulled your dad's trousers down. Yeah, as he bent down to put the hamster. Oh, in. I thought he pulled his own. That's even worse. So you've yeah. seen your dad's ass? Well, probably, yeah. I don't know. So that's that's implanted in your in your memory. I mean, it's just gonna look like an ass, isn't it? Really? As asses do. <laughs> Arses don't look that different. They're not. You seem you seem plenty. Well, you tell me. <laughs> we got our expert here. <laughs> you saying I'm an expert in asses? I'm saying I attract nothing. them. I attract I'm them. I'm saying I attract nothing. them. That's an interesting one. I think it, it, yeah. So it lightens the mood a bit, though. I agree. I agree. We had a, I was, ours was a, a much more somber, mature affair because me and my sister, I was about 15, she was about 12, oh. and we were burying ours in the back garden. And it was just after Valentine's Day. So I ruined that occasion for me. So naturally, you were thinking um, of me. That's, that's how I'm involved. This is, yeah, this is exactly. I wonder if you've got any records collection of this um so we're doing the same hamster dead in the shoebox getting lowered into the no asses on the show because we're a civilized yeah. nuclear family did you dress up or 
Um, I think I put a shirt on for Did it. Did you? I just remember it was, it was so tragic. I just remember when my um, when my sister found out. She found the hamster dead in the cage. I was in bed naturally. It was eleven a.m. Um, and she she let out this massive shriek, and I thought she'd been scolded by the kettle or something. And I came down, and it was just the hamster was just there. Was like, uh, tongue out. It's it's an important <laughs> dead. It's a, it's an important life lesson, and hamsters smell as well. So I mean. Good riddance, they don't nibbles. Live for very long either, do they? I'm sure I lived a few months. No. Waste of money. Oh, really? I was, it was about two years I was lived. We fed her. We fed her well. Um, but anyway, she's so getting loaded loaded into the grave, and I thought it was a fantastic idea. Nice touch. So you remember? I think year ten, year eleven, when we were in school, and they did for some reason. It must have been a charity. They did this thing where you could buy somebody a rose from like an anonymous admirer. Mm-hmm. Um, and they get it delivered to them while they were in class, basically. And mm-hmm. I vividly remember being in, I can't remember what class, and um, somebody, one of the girls that was running it or whatever, came in with a rose, and everybody looks and says, oh, who's the rose for, who's the rose for? And she read out, she was like, oh, a little note, rose for Toby. And obviously everybody was shocked. I was shocked as well, because anybody that's seen me or knew me in that era of my life probably knows not getting much attention, never mind a rose on Valentine's Ooh. Day. But I immediately knew it was a piss take. I always presumed it was you. Let's open up a forum for discussion. It's something you do. Was it you? I no, thought it was you. No, I've got no, no memory of that. I don't think I've ever bought a rose for anyone at school. No, it was, I mean, unless... What, somebody, not even for a quid? No, I don't think I've done it for a quid. I'd be more I likely would. to buy a cookie for a quid. So maybe I actually did have a secret admirer then in school. Maybe. I wonder who it was now. If you're watching this, get in touch, please. Get in touch. <laughs> I just thought yeah. it was a gag, and I thought it was you, because it's something you do, and I don't think that I was attracting that many females back then. Probably because I called them females instead of... Uh, <laughs> that's probably an issue. No, but I don't, um, I don't think I would have bought a rose for you now. I mean, it is the sort of thing sure. I do as a bit of a wind-up for someone. But yeah. I don't have any memory of doing that. I don't think I did. So I had, I had a crush in, uh, in, in secondary school. Maybe, well. yeah. I'd be more likely to have done it We've for discovered. our other mates, to be honest, I think, because that probably why, you know, embarrassed him more than I think it would have you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I exactly. don't, don't have any recollection now. So a girl, the girl got me a rose and I thought it was you. <laughs> it says a lot about my self-confidence at that time. I was like, yeah, this rose is definitely a joke. Who's, who's having a laugh? Who's having a laugh? But anyway, long story short, the hamster's getting lowered into the pit at the bottom of the garden and... I chucked the rose in, and it's the most dramatic <laughs> thing ever. It was perfect. It was like a light drizzle, so it was like pitter-patter. Yeah. It was perfect. It was perfect. I have to say, though, parents went to a funeral a couple of years ago where they didn't dig the hole for the grave large enough oh, and didn't realise no. didn't realize until the coffin was on ropes, being lowered into the grave, and the, the, the coffin was just going banging from side to side because it couldn't fit down the, oh, the actual no. hole. It was just banging from side to side. She wasn't even that large either. So Get a tape measure. Measure, measure it out beforehand, um, surely. But it's it's one of those things, I think, where you know you're there and you're stood around watching it and this coffin's just swinging in the air, bashing from one side of the hole to the other side of the hole. And you just know that you can't laugh. But because you know you can't laugh, Maybe laugh a little snigger. I think it's a very well, undignified way to go, isn't it? I've been uh, to a funeral with a laugh before. I've, I've, yeah, there, there was a laugh at a funeral actually. I've been to quite a yeah. few funerals, but I've never been to one where the coffin's lowered into the ground. It's always been cremations, like you say. Me too. Me too. By to the, you know, the the casket or whatever. Uh, it goes and, back in, yeah. Yeah, it just goes back in, doesn't it? Um, and uh, yeah, I, did, I went to a funeral once. I think it was my great grandma's funeral. And uh, it must have been about 10 years ago now, maybe even a little bit longer. Anyway, I remember being there and the vicar or whoever it was doing the service, he's at the front and he goes, um, 
I'll I'll change. No, will I change a name? I'll change a name. Um, Nora had a great love for her family, but she also had a great love for prawn cocktail crisps. <laughs> and he got a laugh. He got a laugh at the funeral of this vicar because he just delivered it so dryly. Like I've been speaking to the family, <laughs> and she had a great love for her family by the sounds of it. She also had a great love for prawn cocktail crisps, just out of nowhere. Like, I don't know why we've been put on the same level as prawn cocktail crisps. <laughs> How has that happened at my funeral? I don't want someone to go. He loved his family dearly. He also loved a hobnob. I don't want that at my funeral, please. I don't want one of my defining characteristics to be my love for my family and my love for a, a snack. <laughs> Not even a good snack. Prawn cocktail crisps are disgusting. Ooh. Second worst flavour. So questionable taste from your great grandma. Did that not trivialise proceedings a bit, though? Not really. She well, was old. It was like, it was inevitable. You know what I mean, she was knocking on a bit. So it's kind of like, I don't know, when it's the great grandparents, because I knew three of my great grandparents and there was a fourth oh. that was a great auntie, but was the same age as the great grandparents. So it's kind of like another great grandparent. Yeah. And so I sort of knew quite a lot of them and went to most of the funerals. So uh, it was kind of that point where it's like, yeah, they're all getting on a bit. Let's have a bit of fun with it. You know, let's just sort of spice it up a bit. He's been expecting this for a while. Exactly. He'd been, prep he'd been prepping that gag for years, just waiting <laughs> yeah. to use it. So it was like he was trying out now. some material, though. It was brilliant. It was fantastic. In the mirror. <laughs> in the mirror on the morning before. <laughs> and I remember, actually, another memory uh, came to mind related to death. I've got lots of death stories. We had the dog death in the last episode. Um, we did. did you have a funeral for the dog? The dog that we discussed last uh, week. No, was that no, a thing people we, do? We spread the ashes though. We did go on a walk actually on one of the walks that you used to do. We spread his ashes on the walk. That's um, what he'd have wanted. Exactly, exactly. But this did you is... um, put the ashes by the door for ages before you left? By the door. What no. dogs do, isn't it? When they want to walk, they stand by the door, don't they? No. They've had a dog. Still putting his food the ashes out. there. Come on, eat up. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I've got another another death-related story. This was um this was my great grand, but it's only a, a short story this one and uh, yeah we went to the seaside to spread his ashes because that's where we spread my great grandma's my other great grandma and uh so we wanted them to both be you know let their ashes go in the same area of the world kind of thing the seaside the sea well no just it just kind of like this seaside town i think it's bridlington or something i don't know um anyway that's so it. we all turn up here as a family and there's quite a few of us sort of extended family, some great grandkids and stuff. There's, there's kids around. And uh, we go to this sort of public garden by the, the not too far away from the coast. And it's early on in the morning before lunch. We just go to turn around the corner into these public gardens. Man sat on the bench, just pleasuring himself there. Just, <laughs> just enjoying his body. Yeah. But... So as we as we walk around the corner, he obviously sees us, you know, sorts himself out, jumps up and off he goes. Did he finish? Direction. I don't know. I didn't look. I didn't. You interrupted um, then. You interrupted. Yeah. I was skeptical when you when you said Bridlington. I was skeptical because I think that's uh, it's a it's a seaside town with a reputation, isn't it? And it's not a particularly good one. Ooh, not that I uh, Bridlington. That's like really. Off. We're more of a more Scarborough Whitby Ooh. for us, more refined. Oh, yeah, More yeah, refined yeah. family. Yes, we used to go Blackpool. to both. Blackpool. Blackpool, I've been to Blackpool, actually. But yeah, have you got any other death-related stories, or should we move on from death? Because we sort of spoke many about skirmishes. the life last week, didn't we? So we've sort of gone from one of the spectrum to the other. I haven't had many skirmishes with, with the... With the I remember my the first grandma that died. Her funeral was a funny moment, actually, not relating to crisps, no prawn cocktail, <laughs> where, because she had 
11 kids, of which my dad is obviously one of them. And apparently there was one time when uh, somebody asked her why she had so many kids. And she replied, oh, it's because Brian, my granddad, so good in bed, apparently. <laughs> a few, a few, a few, uh, few titters out of people in there. In the audience at the, so at the you've church got to have kids if he's great in bed you've got to have kids there's no other option yeah. you've got to i don't know how long contraception has been around for and i think some people have some very valid opinions about the effect that it has on on that uh that activity so um, some very valid Ooh. opinions and my grandma's one of them <laughs> well i mean back in the day they used to use um an orange or something didn't they you just pop an orange on the end i just think if if she was or they were using an orange that explains why they have to, they had so many kids because i don't think that's a very effective way of, uh, of doing it um well, yeah you just you're supposed to, the acid's supposed to kill the you know no uh no acid in the bedroom for me <laughs> that's yeah, why i'm so vanilla that's, outside that's why i'm so vanilla did i tell you what i used to do with lemon juice back in the day <laughs> not not, se- not sexual so what i used to do uh i was like oh, now get ready high school you know you never know who you're gonna meet do you obviously i preemptively knew that i'd have an, an admirer that would send me a rose um so i used to spread every morning lemon juice which is acidic all over my skin to get rid of my freckles because i used to hate them so much every and it used morning. to burn used to burn so badly as well but it works oh, i suppose did it, did they, it? well the thing is they fade naturally but i didn't know it at the time yeah so i had no idea and so wait what um, from what point did you start doing this and stop doing this you don't, don't I would say no, no, <laughs> no. I love my freckles. That I say, and people love them. Some people draw them on. Some people that are without them draw them on. <laughs> it's a bit much. Bit much. I never saw coming. I never saw coming. But no, I'd say it was like two, three months in the run up to like secondary school. Just wanted to impress those girls. So did, nobody, did, did nobody? Did nobody think you? to say stop doing that? Probably just don't. Just leave it. My mum and dad facilitated the process by purchasing lemon juice for me, and I. They knew it wasn't for pancakes. They knew why I was doing it. What? I just think there's a basic in my house. There's a basic lack of scientific understanding. I think <laughs> yeah. just to, you know, just smother it all over the face. Keep getting the lemon juice. Come on, <laughs> put the acid on him. Come on. Come what do you on. want that for? I want to burn my own skin off. Yeah, sure. We'll put it on the yeah. we'll put it on the shopping list. Put it on the card. Loyalty card. Yeah. <laughs> put it on the plastic, baby. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty shocking. Um, another subject that I wanted, or another question that I sort of had in mind, it's one of those sort of classic questions we have spoken about in the first episode, for those of you who haven't listened. We did the sort of dream dinner party guests, that kind of thing. And um, this yeah. is another sort of classic question. If you had one superpower, what would it be mm. and why? Like, what would your superpower be if you could have one? It's always a, a good question. It's a question that always stumps me, I think. It's like some people um, go straight to, I'd fly or I'd be invisible or I'd stop time. I quite like the idea of stopping time. That'd be interesting. Well, so you could be more productive or like, what are you doing? What are you doing? You take advantage of people? What are you doing? No, I think you just sort you of just stop time. time and go, right, just have a break. Everyone just stands still. There used to be a TV show, I think, about this, actually. A kids TV show, I forget what it was called. And he basically had this little clock and he'd sort of click the clock and it'd stop time. And then I'd just be able to go, right, I'm just going to stop this for a few weeks. I'm going to go travelling, see some sights. <laughs> I don't have to worry about anyone. No one's moving about or anything like that. You could just stop time. You could, and it was, I think you'd stop ageing as well in this sort of fictional world I've created. Yeah. I don't know how to answer the question in a positive manner, but I know the one superpower I definitely wouldn't want to have would be the power to read people's minds because I think that would be disgusting. <laughs> it would be it would be it'd be terrible. Have you seen the movies? Mel Gibson, it's a classic. Oh. It's called What Women Want, and what he does is he gains a superpower. Basically, he's like 
this ultra macho man and his daughter's sick of his masculine ways. So she gets him a few things like nail polish and like, you know, whatever, whatever. Yeah, spray. Yeah, vibrator. No, they <laughs> a hairdryer, hairdryer and things like that. She's like, oh, you have to become more attuned to what women want because he's going through a divorce or whatever. So he's like giving himself the hairdryer treatment and penny his nail or whatever. Like, yeah. On the side of a bath during a storm and the storm hits or something and he jumps and um, the, ele- the electronics go in the bath and it's a zzz, and a and moment he gets electrocuted. And he survives it because he's Mel Gibson and he's infallible, if not a bit anti-Semitic, problematic. <laughs> we don't endorse that on this, on this podcast. No. Um, but from then on, he knows what women want in the sense that he has gained the superpower during this electrocution to read their minds. And it's the most offensive kind of stereotypical movie ever <laughs> in the sense that there's some women that he just looks at and he's, so he's, re- he's able to read their minds. And there's this group of blonde women that walk past at one point in the movie in the park and there's just silence. So <laughs> <laughs> essentially they're saying that they're thinking absolutely nothing. They're just like crickets playing. But I'd hate that though. I don't want to know what people actually think of me, please. Ignorance is is bliss. Yeah, I don't think you'd like that because I mean, it, it's it's one of those things where I do think it would it would eventually get on you. It was sort of, I think it would just be one of those things where it'd be information overload. Once you get too much information, yeah. I don't want everyone. You don't need everyone's thoughts on you all the time, do you? I just think it'd make life too complicated. You just you don't want to know, do you? Maybe something like yeah, super speed would be cool just for the sake of it. Just but I just want to be fast. I just want to get to A from A to B quite quickly. Well, I mean, like I'm running. quite fast anyway. So run fast. Yeah, just you know, like if you want to, I want to pop out to the shops and just be like, within five seconds, do it. Zoom, zoom. Back. Why not fly? I'd though? take that. Would that not be more fun? No. Well, you'd stand out though, wouldn't you? Would you imagine? Well, yeah, you're zooming around the place at the moment, running. I'm yeah. so fast they can't see. It's amazing. Right. And we we'll invisible. You pick, up, you pick an Olympic gold medal up in the process. So. <laughs> I wouldn't want to be invisible as well. If I ask that question to somebody and they say I want to be invisible, they're a creep. Oh, do you think? I know why. I know why you want to be invisible. It's a bit sad as well, isn't it? Why else would you want to be invisible? If anything, I'm a guy that turns up to lectures late just so when I walk in, everybody looks up at me. I don't want to be invisible. I don't want to be invisible. You actively (laughs) want to be seen, actually. Yeah. Exactly. What's the opposite of invisibility? I'll I'll walk around with a marching band behind me or something, (laughs) please. I don't want to be invisible. It's an absolute nightmare. But I was thinking like about sort of more out there, like superheroes. Like um, I, I came up with one during the week when I was thinking about this. I was thinking like, what would be quite a good superhero? Piss man. And what essentially he would do is make other people urinate themselves. Like he could just look at someone and urinate. Imagine this, right? I fly in. Okay. Someone's robbing a bank. I fly in. <laughs> It's piss man. Here, here I am. I've landed. Mm. And you know how Spider-Man, like, he, Spider-Man shoots his webs. I can, like, shoot urine at them. But I can also just, like, point at them and then just urinate themselves. And instantly, <laughs> that would stop the, the, them from robbing the bank. Anybody, once again, to kind of limp back, actually, to the, the kink test results, <laughs> anybody that's seen those would know that I wouldn't be against the idea of a piss man. Um, and it'd be hypocritical for me to say so. Oh, you wouldn't um, be against so, the idea. No, well, I mean, I Ooh. can't run from that. Can't run from the kink test, can I? So you you piss man everywhere. So you want to publicly humiliate. I think that'd just be an interesting thing to do. Like, yeah, I just think if Marvel want that as an idea, like they're happy to sort of have it maybe just, you know, do a, 
do a little few films. I'm happy to play the part as well if they want me to. You look stunning in like a latex outfit. Is that what they wear? Is it latex? Great. I'd look, oh, yeah, great probably. I'd You'd look have great. to be green though, wouldn't you? Or yellow. You don't want yellow urine. No, it's, it should be clear, really. <laughs> should be clear. Definitely not green. You want a, you want a clear latex suit to wear then? Is that what yeah, you're saying? it's see-through. <laughs> Wet through as well by the sound of it. Yeah. <laughs> Disgusting. I, don't I like that though. Some people need humbling. Some people need humbling. I'd like the power just to be like, piss yourself. Yeah. I hear like someone's robbing a bank. I fly there. So I've got, I can fly as well. And I've got, I can hear from miles away. Mm. I can also make them urinate themselves. Be perfect, wouldn't it? It's just a Who's the first, who's the first person that comes to mind? You've got this power and you're thinking, now I'm going to go to X, Y, or Z to make them piss themselves. First person I go fly to. Um... I know where I'm going. Where are you going? Any bouncer that I've ever encountered before, I'm making them piss themselves. <laughs> Any bus driver, I'm making them piss themselves. Lewis Hamilton, you're pissing yourself. Oh, oh we got a fan. Why, what have you got against bouncers? Just had a few skirmishes with them in the past. And it's oh, just not, Do tell. not ideal. They're, they're, they're basically, they've got a chip on their shoulder, probably bullied when they were younger. Um, and this is their kind of outlet for the frustration. They like to take it out on 18, 19 23-year-old <laughs> uh, students. Um, but no, no, I've been threatened with jail before in my freshers' year when I was, what, 19 with them. Um, so basically, well, I was doing that job for them, so I was helping one of my friends out the club because she'd just thrown up on the dance floor and she's about four foot 11. So I take her outside and they're like... Hanging around with children again. Are you in... <laughs> I'm like, are you... <laughs> I'm like, they're like, are you in or out? And I'm like, well, I'm in. Well, you're out now, question. aren't you? You're out. I'm in, yeah. <laughs> I've been out for quite a while. Um, so then I, they tried dragging me out, and I get rid of their grasp or whatever and go back in the club. They chase me, one, one or two of them, I can't remember. It's quite drunk. Chases me through the club onto the dance floor, gets me, picks me up, removes me from the club, pins me up against the wall, and I'm mouthing off at this point, as I should be, are. as I should of be. What were my rights to? And he says, if you don't fucking shut up, uh, you'll be going to jail. And I replied, it's quite iconic, actually, if I say to myself. Apparently, I replied, fuck off, you can't go to jail for being a gobby cunt. <laughs> and, uh, and then I got scotted <laughs> away from the club. You can't, you can't threaten me with jail. What's wrong with that? I'd love jail. I would thrive in jail. I you would love thrive being in jail. Up. You do. Yeah. You that. Oh, God, that's brilliant. That's, we should pull out a T-shirt as well. To be fair, though, legally, it stands to reason as well. You can go to jail for being a gobby cunt. It wasn't like I was being physically... I know my limits. Look at the size of me. I'm not going to, you know, big, bald bouncer or whatever. I can do him for pace, though. I can do him for pace. <laughs> but for brute strength, like, he's all over me. I was literally pinned up against the wall Did you enjoy well. being manhandled? Was, or was it sort of, you know... Not uh, I don't mind being manhandled, but if, if the person that's manhandling, manhandling you is uh, fat, bald, and smells like body odour... That's not an enjoyable experience. We had bad B.O., did he? Yeah, they all do. They all do. All bounces. of them. All of the bouncers. Every single one of them. Every single one. Bus drivers as well. I mean, I haven't really, there's not really a particular encounter that stands out with, with them. There's a, a funny story, though, where I went down to the, the pub, the local pub with my dad, and we were sat with everybody or whatever, and we were talking, blah, blah, blah. And I, I th- we were either talking about professions that we don't like or whatever with everybody. And, you know, you get the classic, like, yeah, I'd never trust an estate agent or blah, blah, blah. And I said, I just hate, just fucking hate bus drivers. And my dad nudged me under the table because the guy sat opposite me uh, later found out was a bus driver. <laughs> it's not ideal. There's not no ideal. getting your way out of that one. But luckily he didn't like pull me up about it. My dad just said after, you know, guess what? Guess what? Whatever his name was, was for a living. Exactly. I was like, what, he's a bus driver. Yeah. <laughs> what he's a knob. Bus, what have you got against bus drivers? I can't Every say I've ever met any. 
bad ones. They're just a bit nubby. I mean, never had a positive experience with one. The bus drivers on the on the school buses were terrible, but I remember, I don't know if you remember the type of people that were on my particular school bus, but they were particularly rowdy. You'd never get a single bus journey on the way back, back home uh, from school without a water bottle flying and hitting somebody on their head or a shoe or something. Yeah. You know that lot, you know the people. But what they do, they just pull the bus over and sit there for like 20 minutes which is the last thing you need after school 20 minutes you're punishing yeah because you're putting like literally on the side of like a like hard shoulder on the motorway it's crazy it's the last thing you want after day at school you're punishing everybody for the actions of a few and that's fundamentally not fair i don't think Uh, we ever had uh, been pulled over for 20 minutes we did have once where the bus got pulled over because people messing about but didn't happen very often the only thing i do remember is the bus drivers were a bit weird like there was some of them where i'm a bit like you should probably just check the hard drives because like some of them are a little bit yeah a bit bizarre to be honest to, to a point where i remember one bus driver just like shouting out the window and swearing at people like sticking two fingers up at drivers going past that kind of thing like there's just some really weird bus drivers like a couple of them were just very very odd and same with yeah, taxi drivers gonna... as well i've met some weird taxi drivers actually yeah some, we've some met a weird stories. taxi driver haven't we then I get I got a bit gobby with the taxi driver, didn't I? Do you remember? It wasn't it wasn't gobby, was it? I think he was just making jokes at our expense or whatever, because I was the first person to be dropped off. And I was like, I think I was probably drunk, didn't know where we were going. And he's like, Well, I thought you lived here or something like that. And I didn't respond well to that, I don't think. But it wasn't horrible, was it? It was kind of like sarcastic. I think he likes it. It was bad into us, I think. Yeah, but it was definitely pushing I don't know. things. It was because there was there was camaraderie in the in the cab. Exactly. Yeah. I I don't, I don't know what was said after I vacated the, the cab, but yeah, I just remember it was quite funny having that kind of uh, tete-a-tete. With but the, I do remember one time in a taxi, I don't think you were in this taxi actually, uh, but we're coming back from a night out and me... I probably pulled, yeah, probably pulled. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. <laughs> um, no, me and, a, me and I think two mates were in a taxi and uh, we just got in put our seatbelt on sorting our money out and the taxi driver goes look at the tits on her or something like that he said oh. something along those lines and we were like what like we just sort of looked up and and he went oh you've missed them now like miss them because she'd got into like the taxi <laughs> in front or something you've missed them now lads and we're like what that's what? so weird it was so like just such an unnecessary comment as well like just such a random thing to like say was it an uber one star rating no i don't me. think it was an uber I think it was just a taxi. No, that's bizarre. Do you remember the story? Remember at school of uh, apparently somebody, I can't remember who, they were walking home and got hit by the wing mirror of a bus. And did they get knocked out? I don't know. Something like that. that was a drama. Yeah, um, I do remember someone getting hit by that. a car or a bus or something. I don't know what, what it was. But yeah, there was. I think it happened a couple of times, actually. Yeah, we had a science teacher running over somebody in year seven. Did we? And he was never the same. Yeah, he was never the same after. Um, bit of a nuisance. Bit of a nuisance. She probably did it on purpose, actually. She probably did it on purpose. I bet she taught set five or whatever and was like, you know what? <laughs> just, go. just had to teach this come for an hour. Bam. We need a call. Um, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, with the bus, yeah, there were a few, they'd always flirt with the, with the girls as well. So you had to show your bus pass to get on and they'd be like, oh, you don't look like, you look a lot better in person than you do on your picture. Like, but, oh, oh God. So, weird. Yeah, yeah, there were definitely some weird bus drivers, a few very, very odd people. But yeah, school was a strange time, wasn't it? Sex ed at schools. Did we have life. sex ed? Well, sex education, even. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't. Um... <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things. I do remember we did have one sex ed lesson in uh, year six. 
about 10 at the time. And what they did is they split the classes up into guys and girls. And um, the girls spoke to a, a female teacher in one half of the, in a different classroom. And the guys were with the, with the male teacher. But the male teacher was like an IT guy in his 50s. It's a bit sort of strange, but they split up the guys and the girls. So we didn't hear certain conversations. Girls obviously were taught about periods and that kind of thing. Whereas we just watched a video where it was like some swimming pool analogy about a sperm winning the race, that kind of thing. They sort of linked that to a right. swimming pool. And I can't, I can't really remember. I do remember like a diagram of, you know, it happening, appearing on screen. Ooh. And then there was like a Q&A session at the end. And I, I, can, I remember I just thought, I'll just ask a question because I think they were getting everyone to ask a question or something. So you've got to think of a question. And I'm like, um, can you have sex when you're pregnant? And the good question. <laughs> That's a good question. Great question. And the teacher's like, I'm stumped. I don't know, probably. <laughs> it's like there's no certainty in the answer. It's like, yeah, I don't know, yeah, maybe. Like, it's like there's no point asking questions if you've got no answers to them. Yeah, no, we haven't. Had, I've never had sex education per se, but before coming to uni, before you could matriculate and join the uni, you had to complete a consent quiz. Consent um, quiz. But I remember. I remember you had to do it, and I found out about that it was compulsory about five minutes before the deadline. So you had to do it basically on the day you turned up, you had to do this quiz and you had to do this quiz by three or 4 PM or whatever. And I found out at say five, two, and it was a 20 question quiz in which about consent. And because I had to rush it before the deadline, I got, I got 70% on it, which Ooh. I suppose means that I use, I use that, that, that was the minimum that you were allowed to pass, by the way. 70% so was a pass. through. So you're 30% unconsensual. 30% of the time, maybe I don't use it, but I can say 100% of the time that I do. Um, but God knows what they must have thought when they were scrolling down everybody's results and it was like 100, 100, 100, 100. <laughs> 70 oh. He's not been revising. Didn't have, just didn't have the time. Didn't have the time to uh, get stuck into <laughs> He's that. He's one to keep an eye on. Yeah. <laughs> Put him on the red list. Put yeah. him on the red list. But yeah, so a bit embarrassing, I suppose. I just hope that nobody ever brings that up. Well, it yeah. is a bit unusual to have not had any sort of sex at at all. I'm surprised you've not had any at all. I mean, I only had like one lesson, like I said, in primary school, and then I think they just sort of weaved into some of the science lessons here and there, but there was nothing like extensive, I wouldn't say. You'd think that they'd need to do it to tick a box or something and be like, yeah, we give sex education lessons or something. But yeah. no, not, especially year six as well, it's a bit early, I think. Do you think? 10, 10? 11? Uh, it depends when you have your first sexual encounter, actually. So, yeah, no, actually, not too early. Not too early at all. It's just sort of that point where you're going off to high school, so you're going to hear the older people talking about it. I guess that was the thinking, maybe. Yeah, it's already sort of been spoken about on the playground anyway. Was it? Your playground? Well, yeah, like, I'm not saying people were doing anything, but obviously, you know, like, the words were being used, you know, so you may as well understand what, what, what things... Well, the word sex. Like, you may as well understand the nitty-gritty of it. I do always remember when we got given dictionaries to do work in, like, year six, the first words you look for were, like, sexual intercourse and things. Well, the well, first words for I would look for. The first words I would look for was either sexual intercourse or whatever. I was um, looking at the word intellectual. <laughs> well, I suppose you don't know what it means. Well... <laughs> <laughs> that's one no that's you've stunned no. me you've stunned me there <laughs> yeah, yeah no some dodgy stuff would happen in year six though we didn't have any sex there but what we did have was people being excluded for smuggling weed into school in their book bags <laughs> it's um, so it's just for me it's a juxtaposition of like some fucking child's book you know shakespeare for kids or something in a book bag 
you put your pat lunch in there as well your dairy lee dunkers and then there's some weed in there whatever for whatever reason if you want to get blazed at primary school what? that was year six we went to people kicked off the residential schools. for it completely in the sense that i went to a school in it was quite a rough area so we went from like referring these and they merged another school with ours in year five or something and this school was even worse than our school and the, the guys that came over from that school like terrible and they bring in um they bring in uh, all sorts of substances and whatever at 10 um, yeah we had that we had that they and what they did they'd swear at the teachers if they got sent out or whatever but it's obviously way too early to start smoking weed if you're doubling that and basically one of the guys who's like one of the main proponents of it in primary school uh, who's obviously smoking it from a young age like yeah nine or ten or whatever Obviously, I don't think knew that smoking weed from a young age stunts your growth. Is that a fact? Get a scientist involved in that. I think that's true. I, I think, think it's a true. myth. I thought it was an old wives' tale. Oh, well, no. I don't really use it, and that's why I'm so tall. But anyway, every time I bump into him at home, occasionally, he is about five foot two. So it does change. I think out. that's just a coincidence. Yeah, it's not got anything to do with the, the joint. I think it's scientific. It's, it's scientific fact. Yeah, but that's strange, that, because it's like, yeah, there's no mention of, of drugs at all in primary school for us. I don't think there was any, like, speak about it in lesson or anything like that. I don't think they were mentioned until high school. Nor did I, I don't remember seeing any in high school, to be honest. No, I don't, not high school. I knew all that I needed to know leaving primary school, it seemed, with the, the people that we were attracting. But yeah, nothing about it in, in high school. But no time for sex ed when you're all getting blazed on the high field in, uh, in primary school. Good pardon the pun. <laughs> Oh, good times. Good times. Yeah, primary school was a, a strange one looking back. Like, you do all sorts of random stuff, like school productions and stuff. You get everyone getting ropes in. Did you have to do any of that, school productions? School production, yeah, I had one of the biggest parts in it, obviously. Oh, yeah, because you had the Tutu Car um, Moon part, didn't you? I did. Is that, that, was year, that was year three, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in year six, we did uh, Bugsy Malone. Have you heard of, you heard of Bugsy Malone? I've heard movie? of Bugsy Malone, yeah. But you, you didn't do, yeah. like, um, the Easter story, like Christmas story, that and that kind of thing. No, we never had an, an, a nativity or anything like that. Didn't you? No, we'd, we'd sing Christmas songs in uh, assemblies or whatever, you know, on the big projector. And we'd have, like, harvest festivals and things like that. But we never do a, a production. But we did do Bugsy Malone. I was the villain. I was Dandy Dan. Oh. Um, and I got I got plaudits for that. You know, there was people coming up to me in the playground after, saying it's like tugging on my like the red fleece that I used to wear for school. Being like, it's Dandy Dan. It's Dandy Dan. It's absolutely bizarre. Asking for the autograph, they were asking no word of a lie. No, he's like year ones, year twos, asking for an autograph. It was obviously when my life peaked, and it's been downhill ever since. That's with, where your ego love, started. X, yeah, it, it can all be traced back to that. Definitely. Exactly. Do, you, do you ever sing hymns in primary school, like? like religious songs and stuff i only like the basic level entry level hymns that everybody knows like he's got the whole world in his hands oh yeah and things like that we were more more quite regularly even though they weren't even though we didn't i didn't go to religious school or anything like you'd still have to sing them quite regularly like it wasn't just hymns though like we had football crazy football mad all the boys would always go (laughs) can we sing football crazy football crazy let's do it's like it's a football song he's football crazy he's football mad oh my god he's football crazy and football mad he's a hooligan and it was like um you know it was like one of those songs and then we had um penny lane by the beatles penny lane penny lane is in my ears and in my eyes yeah, we had that. That was a great tune. Penny Lane and all that. <laughs> I'm familiar with the, the work of the Beatles. And, yeah, I just I can't imagine like a, an assembly hall full of uh, primary school kids. Um, well, you'd have that. You'd have all the girls like they'd come up with dance moves to it. 
Penny Lane is oh, in God. my ears and in my eyes. And it was all like that. It was like, you oh, know what God. we call people like that now? <laughs> we call people like that pick me girls. That's what they are. Oh, look at me. I thought I thought of some dance moves to Penny Lane. Pick me. <laughs> Not that I'm going to bully year six girls, obviously. Oh, you never um, do that. Too busy rapping along to Snoop Dogg and getting high. What, in assembly? Can't relate. Yeah, 100%. Snoop Dogg in assembly. That assembly hall was like a crack den, I'm telling you. <laughs> weed. Did you have the thing where did you have the system where you had year sixes on benches around the side? Yeah, we did. That was so it was so why weird. is that a thing at every school? Every... Everyone else has to sit on the floor. Year sixes get the benches. Yeah. I just think why? Why? I mean they're taller than everybody else, so they could probably sit down with everybody else, and yet they're behind on the on the benches. Yeah. yeah and the teachers at the side on chairs we had as well. Do you have jewels? We had, they just had to stand, I think, teachers. We, don't, we can't afford chairs. Legs have gone. Legs have gone at that age. <laughs> but I, I remember the guys um, would used to pretend to sing. So be mouthing the words. And you'd get teachers on the lookout <laughs> going, oh, Dan, come here. I can see you're not singing. You come here. Stand next to me. I want to be able to hear you sing. You get told off for not singing. I can't hear you. I, just, you I can can't relate. Me. I can't relate to the idea of accumulating so much life experience. To, you know, those teachers would have gone to school themselves, then gone to uni, and then got, like, you know, 10, 20, 30 years life experience or whatever. And then thinking, you know what I'm going to do today at school? I'm going to bully some little kid who's not singing along an assembly because they dare to mime the song. But no, it was the most dramatic thing that happened in primary school. One of my friends, actually, old friends, now we're not in touch anymore, when we were in year six, cut them off, decided, I say decided, she is, or was at least, a lesbian at this point in her life. Um, what, in primary school? And she, yeah, year six, she came out. Wow. And fancied our year six teacher and decided to profess her love for this teacher after a lesson one day and I had to she because we were best mates at the time I had to stay behind with her while she just said it was us three in the room hand she's like miss 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 can I have a chat or whatever and she's like I've just been having these feelings about you um for a while now or something or other oh no and I think the only thing to come out of that was my friend being moved classes they got moved classes. Uh, I don't know what it. she saw on the teacher either all I remember yeah 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 all I remember of that teacher was that she always had the most disgusting coffee breath so <laughs> I don't teachers know. do though they do i don't know why they don't just have a mint or something yeah always a got coffee breath always the ones that come over your shoulder as well and ask if you if you if you understand the work yeah breathing down your neck yeah oh, it always takes me though. back it takes me back oh yeah a lot of them teachers out there that's so strange. How did the teacher react? What did the teacher say? Yeah. I think she said something along the lines of, uh, I'm very flattered, but it's a very confusing time of your life or something like that. <laughs> and then uh, proceeded to move my friend's uh, yeah, classes. That's and so then I don't know whether you want this in the, the or not, um, but her mum then tried to kill her. We're in year six. So she moved schools. Uh, so that was, that was the last I saw of her. And her she was living with... Her mum tried to kill her towards the end of year six. And then the last I had made it into... Cambridge uh, University, which is a happy note to end on, I think, for this week. Exactly. Um, Don't drown your kids. Okay, and on that note, we'll wrap things up. (laughs) Uh, Thank you all so much for listening and watching. Don't forget to hit the like button and subscribe, and we'll be back every Monday at 7pm. Thanks for watching. Cheers. Thanks for watching. See you later.